Parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Hello and welcome to History for Weirdos. We're your hosts, Andrew and Stephanie. And each week, we're going to take you on a journey into the strange, obscure, and relentlessly entertaining corners of human history. Now listen up, friends, because it's about to get weird. Happy Halloween, weirdos, and welcome to the History for Weirdos podcast, episode number 63. The Halloween episode. I know. So if you are listening today on Halloween 2022, congratulations. And if you're not, well, I hate you. No, I'm just kidding. We love you still. Uh, just happy belated Halloween to you. Yes, it's always it's always Halloween in your heart, you know? Exactly. You it to be. Yeah, I mean, we are a weirdo uh, history podcast, so... Yeah, definitely. That makes sense. Totally. Totally. Okay, so before Stephanie kicks it off, I just want to say a, f- a big announcement. We post on our Instagram, so if you've already seen it there, you know, you're awesome. But if you haven't, then we just found out that we're the number three history podcast on Spotify in the United States, which is insane. And that's all thanks to you guys. Yes, you listening to this right this moment. Yes, thank you so much. We just found out today, like a couple hours ago. Yeah. Um, we got the notification and we were shocked and super excited and honored. And we just can't can wait for this to continue to grow. So thank you. Yeah, thank you. You guys are truly amazing. Also, I'm excited to announce that we have two new partnerships. Stephanie mentioned it last week. I just want to mention it again with NordVPN and BarkBox. The the affiliate link is in our description, so if you want to check it out, check it out there. Yeah, it's and a good way to support the show if you're looking for those services. Exactly. So go ahead and do that. And so without further ado, Stephanie, yeah. what do you have for us this week? Well, actually, one more thing. Oh, okay. Before, we, before I share the episode subject for this week, I do want to give an update. Since today, if you're listening when this comes out, it is Halloween we were not able to dress up as the Beatles on the Sgt. Pepper cover as we wanted to. Oh, shucks. We could not convince any friends to <laughs> yeah. do it with us because it's a big commitment costume and it's a little pricey to do and people were not as excited as I was about yeah. it. I know. Who would have thought? But there's always next year. Hopefully we manifest that. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so now, without further ado... <laughs> I do want to say that this week's episode topic was suggested to us by a listener, Deanna Cuello, or Cuello, however you pronounce your name. And I just want to say thank you so much, Deanna, for the recommendation. This ended up being the perfect Halloween episode topic. Nice. And then for today's story, we're going back to the 17th century when a witch hunting craze swept across Europe. This is very appropriate, I feel like, already. 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 We're there. One of the primary factors that contributed to the feverish craze of hunting witches 
was the rule of King James I. Oh. He was married to Anne of Denmark, and King James was hanging out in Danish court, and they were all about accusing people of being witches. And he was like, this looks really fun. I would like to do that when I go home. (laughs) Oh, my God. So when Elizabeth I died in 1603 and James um, assumed, ascended? Ascended, yeah. Ascended, that's weird. Ascended the throne of England, making him the first king of England and Scotland. Yes. He brought his suspicions of witches with him to the throne. Um Six years earlier, prior to him being uh, king of both Scotland and England, he was just the king of Scotland, Mm -hmm. he even wrote a book on hunting, the importance of hunting witches. Oh my gosh. Called uh, Demonology, which stressed the importance of persecuting witches in order to maintain a Christian society. As we can imagine, (laughs) this text would set a very dangerous precedent uh, for witch hunting for many generations to come. Yeah. Um, It was not chill. It was not a chill move of James. Yeah, I know. Mm -hmm. And here's a little reminder, because this does kind of come into play in the story. Uh, Protestants and Catholics had beef at this time. They Mm -hmm. were not Mm -hmm. getting along very well. So both Queen Elizabeth and James were Protestant, and therefore they demanded that their subjects be as well, even though historically a lot of people had been Catholic. Um, It was really important to James for that to end. So I just want to put that context in there. Right. And a lot of it in England was about power, right? Because the Church of England was like... They wanted their church to have power Mm -hmm. and for... What I think is actually kind of like a badass association is they're like, yeah, Catholics like are witches, you know? And I was like, that's the coolest thing anyone's ever said about Catholics. <laughs> of course you would say that. <laughs> Thank you. I'll take it. <laughs> that's amazing. And it's ironic. I bet I would love to tell this James, be like, first of all, like there's a city called Jamestown that's named after you. Anyways, not that important. What's really important here, though, is that I'm a Protestant and my wife is a Catholic. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Technically, that's true. Yeah. I mean, neither of us really care, though. Yeah. We respect all. We really do. We really do. Uh, So times have changed. Yeah. But that's just important. um, Like Andrew pointed out, it's an important power play thing to remember throughout the story as well. Um, So as mentioned, the frenzy of witch hunting and accusing just, you know, everyday people of this crime quickly spread. The king was down. Everyone was down. Uh, During the rule of King James I, if one was found guilty of being a witch, the punishments in Scotland, England, and Wales were usually being burnt alive or hanging. Lovely. Yeah, not so lovely. So let's look at a very specific... Um, witch trial that took place in 1612 in England. Nice. In 1612, the witch hunting frenzy reached, I can't say it, Lancashire? Yeah, that sounds right. Lancashire. Lancashire. Yeah, there we go. And what would become the most infamous witch trials in English history, the Pendle Witch Trials. Wow, I've never even heard of these. Me neither. We only ever hear about the Salem Witch Trials. Right. Which is... Not in England. (laughs) It's in the United (laughs) States, so I guess not so surprising. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. (laughs) So according to our friend Wikipedia, 
<laughs> the trials of these Pendle witches in 1612 are among the most famous witch trials in English history, and it's some of the best recorded witch trials. Oh, nice. That's yeah. good to know. So, side note, Pendle, from what I can understand, and if anyone is English and I'm saying all of this wrong, just let us know. But from what I understood, Pendle is like a town within the borough of Lancashire. And so from the research I was doing, they tend to like use them interchangeably. Mm -hmm. It's almost like the county is Lancashire and then the city is Pendle. Gotcha. Okay. Um, I think I explained that twice in two probably very confusing ways. But it's the same area. It's the same area. I figure. I I get that. Mm -hmm. In early 1612, the year of the trials... Every justice of the peace, known as a JP, in, JP. <laughs> in Lancashire, was ordered to compile a list of recusants. I don't know if I'm saying that right. Do you want to look at it? Recusants. Yeah, that sounds sounds right. Yeah, a list of recusants, like in quotes, in their area, i.e. those who refused to attend the English church and take communion, which was a criminal offense at the time. Man, the amount of time they had on their hands. Like, it's just like, (laughs) you guys are living in poverty. Like, I mean. Well, it's not the people in poverty making those rules. Yeah. No, it's a fair point. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. There are definitely ways to keep your oppressed peoples oppressed. And that's all I'll say about that. (laughs) Um, So this essentially was a way to make sure people were no longer practicing Catholicism or any of the local quote, old ways, like superstitious ways, superstitious practices, local medicines, things like that. So they would be super on, like, cool with paganism. Yeah. Specifically, like, Roman paganism. I'm sure they would not be cool with that either. Um, All of that is basically witchcraft. Yeah. And for the context of this story, a Mr. Roger Noel was the JP for Pendle, okay? Okay. So one day, Roger Noel, our JP... He receives a complaint from the family of John Law, a peddler who claimed to have been injured by witchcraft. One of the eventual accused of this um, witchery would be Elizabeth Southerns, more commonly known as Demdiki. She was considered a witch by many in her town. A witch of over 50 years is what some sources said. Oh, wow. However, it's important to note that being a witch didn't used to equate to being evil or anti-Christian. For a long time, the term witch across cultures would be similar to a healer or a wise woman. Oh, that makes sense. So she was like an allegedly known witch, but it's not like people were afraid of her. Right. They're just like, yeah, she's a witch. So this doesn't mean that they like had anything to do with um evil stuff basically got it okay so Demdiki lived with her daughter elizabeth and her grandkids james allison and Janet. and on march 21st in 1612 Demdiki's granddaughter allison and it's like allison but with a z oh allison was on her way to um trodden forest when she ran into a Mr. John Law. According to Allison's account, she asked him if she could buy pins from him, and he really, like, aggressively refused. 
We don't know why he refused. Like, if he thought, oh, this is a witch and I don't want to sell her stuff. Right. But he did. And it's important to note that 17th century metal pins were handmade and they were actually relatively expensive. Oh. Um, but they were frequently needed for magical purposes, such as healing. In particular, they were used for treating warts. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, so maybe she's like, oh, I've got to treat some warts later. Here's a, a peddler, sir. Maybe he will sell me a pin. And, and he was like, like, no. no. <laughs> yeah, just like that. <laughs> so Allison cursed the peddler before parting ways with him, only to have him stumble and fall moments later. Oh, snap. Nowadays, we would perceive this as an unlucky, just, oh, he tripped. And be on with our lives. But unfortunately, John Law, when he fell, he wasn't in good shape. He did manage to get up and go to a nearby inn. And even though we can't be 100% certain, many historians believe now that he had actually suffered a stroke. Oh, snap. Double snap. Yeah. So initially, Law made no accusations against Allison. Mm -hmm. But I could not understand why. I couldn't like find a source that explained why his son Abraham brings Allison over to their home where the guy's like bedridden. Right. And she apologizes for what she did to him. For cursing him. For cursing him. Mm. So that um, led to Allison being brought before Robert Noel. The JP. The JP. Here we go. On the 30th of March of 1612 as a recusant. So Allison is reportedly, all the reports say she was like really guilted and she feels really bad that this man was injured by her curse. And so she admits that she did, in fact, sell her soul to the devil. Oh my gosh. And that she ordered John Law Law to be lame. So like some sort of handicap. And Mm. that is what happened after, right? If he suffered a stroke... It appears that he wasn't able to have full mobility again. Right. So then Noel is like licking his chops. He's like, I've got a great case on my hands here and I'm going to look really good in front of the king. Right. Right. He wants us to catch witches. I just got a lady who's willing to say she's a witch. So this family confuses me. <laughs> right. Okay. They're weird, but not in a fun way. Her <laughs> brother, James, also says that his sister Allison is a witch. Okay. And then and that he I think he says something like, "Yeah, I saw her like curse a kid in town or something like that once." And then Elizabeth, who's Allison's mom, um she was much more restrained in her testimony and she was like, "I don't have anything to say" until they got her to admit that her mom, Demdiki, the older woman, had a mark on her body, like a birthmark. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. And this mark is something that many, including Noel, would have regarded as an obvious sign that the devil was hanging out with this old lady. Mm, Like the mark of the beast. Exactly. So Allison is questioned um, about her, her mom, her grandma, her family in general, which makes sense because they're known for witchcraft to a certain extent and she has confessed that she is a witch but then she's also questioned about a woman named Anne Whittle who is her nickname is Chaddox Chattox Chaddox Chaddox 
who was the grandma and matriarch of the other family in town that's also known for witchcraft. Okay, this is getting confusing. It is a little confusing. Yeah. So I'll probably repeat myself a few times, but that's just so that I'm understanding what I'm saying. (laughs) So there's these two families Mm -hmm. with these elderly women as the matriarchs. There's Demdeke's family and Chaddix's family, and they are both known for witchcraft. Okay. And it turns out that they actually have a feud. Oh, snap. (laughs) This is triple snap at this point. Andrew loves the drama. I love the drama. (laughs) So they don't like each other. And I think the JP, he knows that. So he's Mm. like, oh, well, tell me about this Anne Whittle lady. Is she a witch too? (laughs) Oh, my God. And then Allison is like, yeah, she's a witch. And then he's like, sweet. (laughs) This is like the easiest job ever. (laughs) Um, so whether it was due to a grudge or, I don't know if she's confused or scared or whatever, she does accuse this other elderly woman of witchcraft. Oh my god. Um, and then on April 2nd of this same year, 1612, Demdiki, Chaddix, and Chaddix's daughter, Anne, are summoned now to appear before Noel. So Allison is in custody, and then they get these three women to come in. Both of the older ladies um, are blind. They cannot see, and they are in their 80s. Oh, my God. Which is very old. Yeah, for this, I'm surprised they're still alive. It's impressive. Mm -hmm. And both (laughs) confess to being witches. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm sure under no duress whatsoever. That's the thing is, like, again, it said it's, like, really well recorded, and there's, like, quotes and stuff but i don't understand like did the ladies just come in and they're like hey what's up yeah we're witches or were they old ladies that were put under duress and then they said they were witches i i I, that's what i think or they were like coerced like if you don't tell us you're witches we're gonna like kill your granddaughter or something maybe and obviously the records the people recording this are not gonna say that exactly but the way it's presented when you look it up on any of the sources that I used or you watch any sort of historical videos, you know, where historians are talking about this, it does seem like what we understand is that they just very willingly confess to this. But that mm. seems so dumb to me. That seems, like, as the youth say, that seems very sus. I agree. Yeah. Demdiki even claimed that she she's like, you know what, not only am I a witch, I did give my soul to the devil. <laughs> oh, my God. And they're like, wow. But add... Anne, I'm sorry, Anne Redfern, this is Chaddix's daughter. She makes no confession, right? She's like, they can't get anything out of her. But Demdeke's like, you know what? She's a witch too. I've seen her hanging out at the witch stuff that we do. Right, with Satan. With you know, Satan. they're buds. They're pen pals even. So Anne is screwed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So based on the evidence and the confessions he obtained, Noel committed Demdeke, Chaddix, Anne Redfern, and Allison Device to Lancaster Goal to be tried for Maleficium. 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 <laughs> Cause, which is, means causing harm by witchcraft. <sighs> it's bad yeah. enough that these four women would be tried for witchcraft, but unfortunately it does get worse. No, are you serious? Oh my God. Okay. So Elizabeth Device, which is Demdeke's daughter... Okay. Uh, Allison's mom. Right. Organizes a meeting for people who are sympathetic to her mom and her daughter. And she holds um, 
a meeting on their land, the family's land, in this tower called Malkin Tower. It's like a big, apparent, it's not there anymore, but it was a big landmark of the town. So everyone's like, oh, okay, I'll meet you at the tower. Right. Um, and I think they were meeting to like brainstorm what they could do. I don't know. It, that Like a defense strategy, maybe? Yeah. That intention wasn't clear, but that's what I would assume they're meeting for, right? Like, what right. can we do to help her, help them both? Um, either way, whatever it was, friends and community members do attend because they care about this family. Yeah, absolutely. And then James, which I believe is Allison's brother. Yeah. He's the dude who was like, yeah, my sister is a witch. I saw her curse a kid. Mm-hmm. He decides to help. He's like, you know, what? I think I should help this he's time. Like, you know, what? I feel bad. <laughs> and so he's like, I'll get all the people who are coming here for this meeting food. So he's like, oh, I don't have any food. So he steals his neighbor's sheep. Oh my god! To you know, make food for the group. And this sheep thievery, unfortunately, does draw attention, right? Because the guy goes and reports my sheep is missing, and I'm pretty sure it was this kid, right, uh, who did it. And then Roger Noel gets to investigate, and he gets wind of the meeting. Oh. So Noel finds out everyone, like, he has an inquisition type mm. of thing. Yeah. And he finds out everyone who was there, and he charges all of the attendees of witchcraft. Lovely. They were meeting because they were witches. Right. Um... So the newly accused in this story include Elizabeth Device, James Device, Alice Nutter, Catherine Hewitt, John Bullcock, Jane Bullcock, Alice Gray, and Jeanette Preston. Wow. Okay, so it's it just got real. It just got he's like all of you, which is it's obvious. So now like I mean it sounds like both of these families, like the entire families are like mm-hmm. screwed right now. Miss Preston lived across the border in Yorkshire. Okay. So she gets sent there for trial. Got it. And the others are sent to Lancaster Goal, um, which it sounds like it's a prison, like a Mm -hmm. fortress type prison, to join the four who were already in prison, the older women and the two younger women. Right. Wow. So it's crowded. Yeah. Jeez, I can imagine. Some side story in in this. Oh boy. Yeah. Of the people who were accused, I mentioned Alice Nutter. She was a part, um, she was tried apart from them. And this is because she's actually of a higher social class. Oh. Um, everyone else who's accused so far in the story are considered peasantry, while Alice was a fairly wealthy land owning widow. Today, it's thought that she may have been spotted near Malkin Tower that night but was actually on her way to a secret Catholic mass. Oh, wow. That's that's interesting. Her family was, not so secretly, still Catholic. Mm-hmm. And folks think that to protect her fellow Catholics who went to this underground mass service, she simply pled not guilty, but gave no further information. They think that's why she didn't defend herself and was like, I wasn't there. I have all these witnesses because it would have implicated those people anyway that is really really interesting i know and that's sad but interesting such a good person thing to do to be like i i'm screwed either way and i'm not gonna take all these people down with me right exactly aside from her like i said she's tried separately the trials took place on august 18th and 19th our pendle group the folks that we've mentioned so far in the story they're actually tried along with two other groups 
of alleged witches from neighboring towns. So it's a big group of people. Mm -hmm. And while we had Allison and the two matriarchs quote-unquote confess to witchcraft, it does appear that everyone else, so from all three groups, everyone else maintains their innocence. However... Oh, boy. They are all tried as one case. Oh, of course. So if one goes down, they all go down. Right. And no one was permitted to have uh, witnesses to demonstrate their innocence come up and testify. Sounds like a fair trial. Yes, it truly does. (laughs) Sounds very fair. It's insane that this is the case. Um, And we see it throughout witch trials across history, right? In Europe and later the Americas. It's just a farce. There's no trial. So it's so funny that that's what they're called. But witnesses to further illustrate guilt were permitted. Of course. (laughs) Those were chill. And unfortunately, a key witness for the prosecution was Elizabeth Device's youngest child, Jeanette who was only nine years old. Oh, man. Upon seeing her daughter, Jeanette, enter the courtroom, Elizabeth begins screaming and freaking out, so much so that she was removed from the courtroom. And whether she was pressured by adults, scared, or confused, Jeanette testifies against her mother, her uncle or her older brother, I can't remember now, and her grandmother, She Mm -hmm. testifies against her whole family and condemns them. Oh, my God. Poor girl. I know. Probably had no idea what she was doing, to be honest. Nine years old. Yeah. Dude, What grade are you in when you're nine? Oh. Like third grade? Oh, yeah. Something like that. I have no idea what I was doing in third grade. Yeah. Learning cursive. Yeah, I think so. Like, I mean, (laughs) literally, like, I can't even remember. Could you imagine a bunch of grown-ups who took your family away saying, like, your family's evil. They're witches, and they they worship the devil. You have to go and say that, or else you're going to go to hell, too. That's probably what it was said. Right, and you're like, oh my god, okay. Yeah. So regarding her mother, there is a quote of what Jeanette said. Little oh. Jeanette was quoted saying, My mother is a witch, and I know that to be true. I have seen her spirit in the likeness of a brown dog, which she calls Ball. The dog did ask what she would have him do. And she answered that she would have him help her to kill. End quote. Yeah, because that sounds like what a nine-year-old would say. I know. And they're a big um, thing that they would look for as evidence of witchcraft is if women had animals as, like, familiars. <laughs> so so I, pets. Yeah, so pets. <laughs> women, listen, women, you can't do math, you can't have pets, okay? Those are the rules. <laughs> yeah, if you do, you're a witch. <laughs> you're clearly. A witch. So I think, I do, I do think someone fed her that line of like, yeah, I've seen her spirit in, in a dog. Yeah, there's no way a nine-year-old says that. She was definitely coached. Yeah. So um, Allison, who kind of started all this, unfortunately continues to say she's guilty. Um, Dem DK doesn't even make it to trial because she dies waiting for trial in Aww. those horrifying conditions. And, you know, she's really old. Right. So by the end of the trial... The only person found not guilty was Alice Gray. I didn't learn a lot about her. It's just a random person that was there. Mm. And the remaining nine were hanged on August 20th, 1612. That's disgusting. So I wow. think Alice Gray must have had some sort of connection to someone for she that must to have. Yeah. be the case. 
And then um, here's a little quote from one of my sources, the History Press Co. In 2012, from what, you know, recent times, yeah, <laughs> Lancashire commemorated 400 years since the trials, a time when belief and hysteria led to one of the darkest periods in Lancaster's history. A statue of Alice Nutter by local artist David Palmer was unveiled in Roughly. That's the name of the place. Mm-hmm. Um, and, has, and they now call themselves Witch County. Even at Lancaster University, one of their colli- colleges takes the name Pendle, and their logo is a witch on a broomstick. Aww. End quote. Um, so, obviously, since then, folks have recognized that this is primarily rooted in sexism and just fear of Catholicism and things like that. And have, you know, honored and commemorated that. Mm. Um, and that is the story of the Pendle witches and their quote-unquote trial. Oh <laughs> Well, that, is a re- that was a really good spooky Halloween episode. <laughs> Even if it was a little depressing. Yay! Yeah! <laughs> so it's not spooky in the sense that, like, nothing spooky happened. I just, there are witches, and I yeah. think it is, I think that kind of history is important to know because even today, you know, not to get too deep on Halloween, but we are still very prone to uh, being motivated by fear. Right, and hysteria. And like, that's not the vibe. It's not the vibe. It usually leads to bad things. Absolutely. Unsurprising. And this is one of the many reasons we, and we know you listening, love history because it shapes our present day and it teaches us to not repeat the same mistakes. Well said. That's beautifully said. Oh, thank you. Yeah. So what do you think was happening with those women that kept confessing? I definitely think they were either A, under duress, or B, were given some sort of, like, if you confess, like, we'll let you go kind of thing. And then they just were like, nah, lol, like, you're getting hanged too. That's crazy. Because what do you think, why do you think that didn't work on the other people who were there? Because it's a big Uh, group. And only three confessed? I have... Yeah, I maybe the other ones were like, well, we know how this is going to go. Yeah, you're right. That could be it. Or maybe even these three women, to a certain extent, were like, we know we're, we're um, damned either way. Right. We'll just confess and scare them. Yeah. There, I, there's like definitely at least like a half dozen solid reasons. Yeah. If you all have any theories or if you've heard of the Pendle Witch Trials and know a little bit more about it, please feel free to share with us in the comments on Instagram. So I'd love to hear other people's thoughts and theories. Yeah, absolutely. And if you have an idea for a next episode, let us know too. Yeah, just drop it in the comments. Yeah, well, that's it for me. Unless you have any last words of wisdom for our listeners on Halloween. Just have a happy Halloween. Be safe and enjoy some candy. You deserve it. Absolutely. Get that sugar rush, guys. (laughs) Until next time. Goodbye, weirdos. A new year full of surprises. But one thing is always predictable. Postage costs go up. Stamps.com gives you crazy discounts of up to 89% off USPS and UPS services. So when postage goes up, your business will barely notice the change. Stamps.com is like your own personal post office, wherever you are. 
You can even take orders on the go with the mobile app. No lines, no traffic, no waiting. Schedule package pickups, automatically find the cheapest and fastest shipping options, and seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. There's even a supply store where you can stock up on mailing supplies, labels, even printers. Stamps.com has been indispensable for over 1 million businesses just like yours. All you need is a computer or phone and printer. Take a chunk out of your mailing and shipping costs this year with Stamps.com. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a special offer that includes a four-week trial, plus free postage, and free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM.